Hello and welcome to the Royal College of Psychiatrists podcast with me, Ella Marchant. You're listening to the Climate Change podcast mini-series, which we are bringing to you alongside the College's position statement on sustainability. Our mental health is deeply connected to the health of our natural world and we will be exploring this connection across three short podcast episodes. On episode one, we will be talking to Michelle. Michelle lived with anxiety and depression for over two decades and the pandemic caused her to feel increasingly lonely and isolated. Michelle started to get involved with a wildlife trust in Lancashire called My Place and has noticed a significant lift in her mood from the peer-to-peer support and a greater awareness that comes from engaging with one's environment. We will also be speaking to a representative from My Place. Since 2015, My Place has worked with adults and young people to empower individuals and their local communities to connect with their environments and learn new skills, build resilience, meet like-minded people and improve their physical and mental well-being. First, we spoke to Michelle, who tells us about her mental health history and the kind of cycles she would experience. Um, So I've lived with mental health um, issues for about, I'd say, 25 years. lived with depression and anxiety um and it sort of tended to be in cycles so I'd be okay for a few months and then I'd be low for a few months and it like um it's quite difficult for me to say what stood out for me because it's all a bit of a blur really um certainly the main thing that stood out for me last this time last year actually was because I wasn't sleeping I was getting up at ridiculous times sort of four or five o'clock and going for walks and even though I was incredibly low and incredibly anxious it was beautiful seeing the wildlife with at that time there was no one else about and I was sort of seeing owls and deers and stuff like that so I would say although I was in a very dark place that stood out the most for me. Yeah that sounds like a Disney film with lots of animals coming out while you're just walking (laughs) through. So was there a time in your kind of mental health history a turning point or something like that? Yes certainly um Again, this time last year, I was incredibly low. I was in the darkest place I'd ever been. I was having suicidal thoughts. Um, I was paranoid. I completely isolated myself, even um, to the point isolating myself from my family that I live with, because obviously with the pandemic I felt they were going through their own issues I didn't want to burden them with how I was feeling so it was an incredibly low point with you know very dark thoughts so that I would call that my rock bottom definitely. Thank you so much for sharing that and in general how has the last year been for you considering that we've had we've been in and out of three different lockdowns? It's been tough um but in a way it's been positive (laughs) because I discovered you know my place and discovered sort of my love of nature so it is quite difficult um for anyone when you're sort of isolating yourself um but for me it felt sort of 10 times worse than it I ever had done because I felt there wasn't sort of no one to turn to that I could speak to about how I was feeling. And when and how did things start to change? 
it definitely was when I discovered my face. Um, I was already going on the early morning walks um, and discovered the love of nature. And I saw an advert for a taster session for my place and I decided to give it a go. Um, and at the time it was a Zoom session because of the restrictions. And all of a sudden I found myself in a Zoom session with like-minded people that felt the same as I did. So that definitely felt reassuring that I wasn't alone and things started to turn around sort of from there. Were you getting any kind of support from friends or family? I did have support from my family and from my friends, but I was holding back because I was aware that they were dealing with their own anxieties and their own stresses. I didn't want to burden them. And also I think it's quite hard for someone that hasn't lived with depression or anxiety to fully understand and with the best intention it is quite easy to say oh you know just go for a walk or you know it'll be fine but when you live with anxiety and depression it's very difficult to just go for a walk or believe it'll be fine because you're constantly thinking of the worst gonna happen yeah, it's also a bit like when you're crying and someone says, don't cry. And you're yeah. Happy. That's not really a solution. No. <laughs> so could you describe, you've went into a little bit, could you describe how being in nature has helped you and how have you been able to connect with others through the My Place project? Well, nature's helped me. I always remember one day, um, it was again on my early morning walks, um, seeing an owl and I'd never seen a a real owl in real life and I just sort of thought no matter what's going on nature's always there and nature's is always beautiful um and it was a very sort of powerful moment and it really made me more aware and when I joined my place we started learning about different things on each session and it gave me an excuse or gave me more of an excuse to actually go out and look for the things that we were learning on the session um, and really exploring and being sort of in the moment and just appreciating what's out there. It's given me a chance to meet people virtually and in real life that understand what we're going through. Each session we sort of have a like brief check-in how everyone's feeling and it's been an eye-opener um, that other people are feeling exactly the same as me you know and, and that they understand what we're going through and it's it's given me a chance to sort of talk through those with people that understand. Yeah it's very important to find people that have been through or are going through a similar thing to you. Yeah definitely. And what do you think a project like My Place does for people with mental health needs? It gives you something to focus on other than how you're feeling. And like I said before, it gives you a chance to connect with people that do understand. So you're not feeling isolated or, you know, that what you're feeling is wrong or weird, if you like. Um, that people do feel that, you know, the same way and people do understand. Uh, it gives you a reason to get out and about and sort of explore what's going on right in nature and connect with nature and and connect with other people certainly the group that I'm in now 
and um, we've met up for um walks out out outside of my place um and you know made friends that I think will be friends for a long time so it's a social aspect as well as well as the nature aspect Absolutely. And now we're going to speak to Jenny from my place. Hi, Jenny. How are you? Hello, I'm fine. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. And how long have you been working with my place? Um, four years. Started in 2017. Would you mind talking us through the kind of things that my place does? Yes, that's fine. So um, ecotherapy is all about connecting people um, to the wider environment, to nature, wildlife. We thoroughly believe that that being outside is incredibly beneficial to people's mental health and well-being, and there's lots of studies to prove that as well now. The benefit of, of our project compared to medication and um, other forms of mental health interventions is actually the, the lack of waiting lists um, and, we're not, um, and the fact that we're not a clinical offer. So we're kind of, um, people can access us almost straight away from when they're feeling, when they start to feel, you know, not great which is a bonus because a lot of obviously other other interventions do have waiting lists that are quite hefty sometimes but also the fact that we use the natural world to to for, to be the medicine so there's no in, there's no obviously there's nothing they have to take or do or it doesn't there's no side effects that are negative really and i think that's that's something that people have said to us that um is a kind of yeah a bonus to their in their mental health improvement our well-being sessions are weekly sessions where people can come along and take part in activities to help um, their local environment and their local wildlife. Sessions are tailored for the in, to meet the group's needs, um, but also to meet the local environment's needs. So we will be working alongside our colleagues in the Wildlife Trust to identify projects that might need to be done or campaigns that we're working on at the time um, and trying to educate our, our participants and encourage them to kind of get involved in that um, in, in the wider work of the trust which is part of ecotherapy but we we follow the five ways to well-being which are five things that if you do them every day they are proven to improve your well-being and the five ways if you if you come along to a my place session you will just get them without even trying so it's connect be active take notice keep learning and give um, and the give um, element is really interesting because we feel that being part of a session and being part of our My Place project enables people to have a chance to give something back to nature, to each other and to themselves in terms of they've maybe been feeling incredibly low, incredibly isolated, incredibly worthless for however long. And when they come to My Place, they can actually instantly be part of a bigger a bigger thing that will hopefully help them feel feel like they have a sense of place and a sense of um, identity, um, which helps with improving their well-being. Our sessions are really relaxed. We try to make them as accessible as possible for all sorts of different people and their, and their different needs. And as Michelle has said, they they are they bring together like-minded people, and we have we have a lovely time. Um, we spend a lot of time chatting and helping people kind of share how they're feeling um, as well as getting stuck in and doing some practical work which gets your heart rate up and helps your physical exercise physical uh, well-being as well as your mental health you can refer through our website so it's lancashire wildlife trust forward slash my place and you'll find on there loads of information and the referral form and we have activities running across lancashire and greater manchester 
and online as well so we're able able to offer sessions for for everybody and we work with all ages so 11 up all the way up um, and we also work we also have um, a, a new a new service using minecraft to help young people kind of engage with the work uh, their their environment and hopefully encouraging them to get outside um once they've kind of grown that their confidence has grown in in the minecraft world so yeah and back in april 2020 um our manager uh, asked us to go online fully online um because we had, couldn't run our outside sessions which was a bit of a shock to the system to be honest for a group of staff that were very used to being outside and playing in the woods but we all managed to embrace it um and it actually worked out really well so we used Zoom and we still had small groups of people in the room. We didn't have large numbers or anything. And we each session focused on a, a different aspect of environment or nature. Um, so we were able to really kind of help people learn about um, the environment, which and, and also learn about campaigns that were running and how they could get involved with becoming advocates for the environment and nature, um, which was actually really refreshing and, and exciting. And, and we were able to kind of help people were able to share how they were doing stuff on their own in their own gardens and their own streets to sort of improve nature or to learn about nature and we found that in many many ways people kind of got to know each other better online than they would do outside there was there was almost nowhere to go nowhere to hide um when you're outside you can sort of hide behind the you know chopping a tree down or digging a hole or something sometimes you don't always have to speak to people but when you're online it was it was people found a they wanted to talk to each other and they wanted to kind of get to know each other and obviously we were all going through a collective um thing as well which which meant there was always something to kind of refer, refer to so they were they were so successful and we we did manage to go back outside last year in september for some of the sessions but not all of the sessions um, were able to return and some of the guys have only just gone back out this this month um but we've also continuing our online offer because we realized that there is a, a place for it some people can't get to some of our practical sessions if they live further away. Some people can't get there because of transport issues or accessibility issues. Some people are really nervous about going about going outside. I've got a lady that was doing a, doing my practical session and then has just kind of she's really struggling with pain at the moment. And so we're often offered her the chance to go online for a few weeks just to make sure that she's still staying connected with other people and nature. And then hopefully when she's feeling better, she might be able to come back outside and get those benefits too. So it has been really, really positive, ironically, um, despite the fact that it's been a, a big, big, big change. Yeah, that sounds incredible and uh, amazing that you're still reaching out to this woman. Could you speak to us a little bit about conservation and how to preserve these areas that you use? Yeah, so... Um, I mean, more than ever, what nature and what the environment is in danger, is at risk, and human beings are to blame. And we need to take back, we need to kind of take take back control of that. We need to kind of change that by each doing our little bit. So the sessions that we run, for example, we do a lot in this this year at Brockholes Nature Reserve in Preston. We over the winter we were doing a lot of. Um, uh, they were they, sorry. They were felling a lot of ash trees in the reserve because the ash trees had had um, a fungus infection called ash dieback, and so they had to do a lot of felling to kind of stop the spread. And we were helping with the processing of that wood to kind of make sure that um, the woods were suitable to be used by the public and by and by other bits of nature. Um, so we were, we were putting that um, using the processed wood to put into hedges, and. And then we were also planting new trees uh, to kind of make increase the biodiversity and in, into those woods that have the ash trees come out. So 
little ways of kind of making sure that um, we are improve, we are supporting conservation efforts really. And we all and throughout the year we will find ways to do that. So on all of our sites, um, we'll plant wildflowers, we'll remove invasive species, we'll take trees down if they're dangerous or damaged, or they, we need the, the the rest of the site needs a bit of space. We can create ponds and wetlands, habitat homes. We do a lot of habitat homes, so bird boxes, ha- um, bug hotels, that kind of thing. So just kind of finding ways with finding ways for nature to thrive in the green in our local green spaces. We because we work in communities, we do a lot of work in community gardens or parks, um, and on um, urban nature reserves. So actually, we're quite we're trying to sort of hopefully helping nature's recovery by creating this network, these kind of wildlife corridors between our urban spaces. And because we're actually in working in those urban spaces with with people from that community, hopefully we can help other people in that community kind of also preserve and conserve that that area. Thank you so much, Jenny. That's been amazing to speak with you. And just going back to you, Michelle, how are things for you now? Because I know that you're um, back at work. Yeah, things are really good, actually. Like you said, I've gone back to work. I'm also volunteering with my place now. So that's just fantastic. So I can start, you know, giving back and helping people that were in a similar similar situation to that I was. I'm still engaging with nature, going on my long walks with my dog. And I'm even back horse riding, which I never thought I would go, go back to. So, yeah, things... I'm in a really good place. Yeah, that's so nice to hear. And it's so good that you've got dogs as well, because that gives routine. And I think like looking after dogs just makes you feel so much better. Yeah, definitely. I don't know where I'd be without my dogs. They give me something to focus on. And at the lowest point, I had to get out and go for a walk because of them. So they're kind of, yeah, they're my rocks, bless them. (laughs) Uh, And Michelle, in the past, have doctors ever prescribed medication for you? And yeah, I've been on antidepressants for about 25 years, 25 years now, various different types. And how would you compare medicate, taking medication to the time that you've had at my place? I think the two complement each other. Without my place, I'd find I would very slowly get back to sort of a more stable Point, but I was never truly confident and happy um, like I am at the moment. I didn't feel sort of sort of fulfilled, if that makes sense. But being on medication and attending my place, it's certainly I, I, I feel like a completely different person. So I think the two complement each other definitely. Thank you to all of our speakers today for their contribution to the Climate Change Podcast mini-series. If you would like to read our position statement on sustainability, please go to our website, www.rcsite.ac.uk.